What budget do you need to start a marketing strategy for your law firm? On today's episode, we explore marketing strategies that cost zero dollars and actually work. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and this is In Camera, where nothing about legal marketing is a secret. Private Legal Marketing Conversations. I'm here joined by Grace Montalegre. Grace, how are you today? Good. How are you, Leo? Doing great. Thank you very much. And very excited about the conversation we're going to be having today. And uh, why don't you uh, introduce it for us? So today's conversation is going to be on free legal marketing. Oh, I like free. I know, right? And that's the biggest thing is when we say free, guys, we really mean free. We're talking about things that you can actually use day-to-day, things that we actually use day-to-day, and that you can put into effect immediately. You don't have to wait. That sounds good, Grace. So let's explain our listeners basically how are we going to go about sharing these ideas. So neither Grace nor I know uh, what each other is going to be sharing with you. So each one of us is going to put up an idea, and uh, we're going to talk it over. And by the end of this episode, we should have some good takeaways for you to uh, uh, implement for your own practice. So, Grace, are you started? Yeah, let's get started. I think we're going to try to do three apiece. So the first one that I have and that I use on my on a daily basis is actually HubSpot. So HubSpot is not a free system. However, they do have a free lead tool. It's called HubSpot Marketing Free. And HubSpot Marketing Free, what it is, it's they have a lead form that and also a plugin that you can add to your WordPress website on the back end. And as soon as you add it and you sign up for the free account, it will track all the pages that your leads or prospects as they land on your website, where they land, how long they kind of stay there. And then it all gets saved in essentially a CRM that's also free for up to a certain amount of users, I believe. But the form and everything is free and it helps you track where they go or the active sessions on your website, the pages they land on. Do you have you heard about it? Yes, of course. Um, HubSpot is a very, very big and prominent marketing software uh, in the industry, uh, primarily known uh, for its uh, CRM capabilities, as you very well pointed out, Grace. And so it, it is it is fantastic. And, and the good news is that it's actually um, free as a CRM for most of its capabilities. So you can have as many contact uh, contacts created in the platform. You don't necessarily have to pay to store that data there. Uh, however, as you very well pointed out, for some of the additional features, uh, if you'd like to um, enable enhanced marketing features or sales features or ticket handling e- features, you, you do have to pay a fee and they have all kinds of star- uh, plans from the very, very basic to the very uh, advanced for enterprises. So um, Grace, let me understand, uh, let me let me try to see if I can, under- if I understood correctly what is it that recommending our listeners to use HubSpot for? What you're saying is that HubSpot can help them track activity in their website, visitors, and web forms uh, received from the website. Is that it? Correct. 
Correct. And I think the best term, I guess, or phrase to use for HubSpot, it's a free inbound marketing software. Yes, yes, they, they do claim to be uh, all about inbound marketing. And so you're bringing it up, Grace. Uh, let's just uh, take a moment here and explain what inbound uh, marketing is for those who it's the first time that uh, hear this term. Very good point. So inbound marketing is having to do with prospects coming onto your your actual site, literally inbound, as opposed to you, let's say, cold calling or going after prospects or leads. These are people kind of coming to you, right? They're going to your website. They're landing on your pages. They're even filling out a form in a lot of cases. So this is the best. These are people that are what we call in the marketing world a warm lead, or at least definitely more nurtured along the sales cycle. So let me back it up just a little bit, right? Because there, there's a whole cycle to people when they buy. And I like to tell people, think about yourself. Think about you when you try and you look something up, you, you figure it out, you want to go do some research. And the first thing you do is you go to somebody's website. So you want to see what pages they're on. You want to know as the person that they're landing on your website, on your business, where are they landing? Why are they reading it? And how can you best or more effectively target those people? This is just one of the easiest tools and a free tool to use to capture that information without having to essentially dig any further than just the very first layer because they're telling you they landed on this page, they spent this much time on there, and then they filled out a form about that information. So, you know, in inbound marketing and, and free tools like this, inbound marketing, they're already interested, they filled out the form you want to make sure that you capture their attention and that you optimize as much as possible. So I know I went a little bit, Liel is really good at organizing my thoughts for me. <laughs> so thank you, Liel. Um, but I know, so I know I went a little bit between inbound marketing and the whole cycle, but it's super important to understand that you're trying to capture these people at a point where they're already interested. And so you need to make sure you have tools in place like a form or something that's tracking what they landed on. So, Grace, to even further narrow this down for our listeners who are primarily uh, legal professionals, what would be inbound marketing considered for a law firm? What is considered outbound marketing for a law firm? Because um, a lot of law firms are not cold calling clients anyhow. So um, what what kind of activities in marketing are considered to be outbound-ish and what is considered to be inbound so I'd say inbound marketing is essentially about delivering opportunities and solutions that have a positive impact on people in your business. That comes right from HubSpot, okay? Um, mm -hmm. So this, this inbound marketing strategy can essentially include a different number of channels and types of content. So that's the idea is you're creating content to attract prospects and customers to your website, okay. so blogs. Mm -hmm. so yeah, no, so I'm actually uh, following you very well. So basically what you're saying is that um, when we're looking at a, as a, a, at a legal digital marketing strategy as a whole, what we're doing in terms of creating content that would fall under our inbound part of the strategy. But when we are actually actively advertising, and it doesn't matter where, it could be through a paid digital platform or it could be um, in uh, traditional media, as we spoke last uh, a week. It's actually considered outbound marketing, right? Because we are okay. outreaching. We are kind of like interrupting people 
in order to put our product and services right in front of them, right? And so, of course, in the digital world, there is a lot of platforms that allow us to kind of do, um, kind of like meet the, the, the client, the prospect, the user, uh, halfway through, not 100% outbound, not 100% inbound. These two uh, strategies kind of like complement each other. But um, I think it's very well to, it's very important to understand that, that, that these are two uh, approaches and that they are not, you should not adapt one exclusively. You should actually have both things going on for you so you can interact with users in many different ways. So be able to be there in the way that they want to uh, interact with your with your brand. So basically, you're saying let's add CRM uh, code to our website so it can actually track visitors, okay. and uh, particularly people that are actually registered clients in your CRM, uh, whether they're just a lead or they're a signed client. Uh, that's particularly uh, when uh, HubSpot is going to be able to monitor their their. Um, their activity on your website. So how many times they've been, what pages have they've seen. And it's kind of like a simplified way of using analytics. You can get similar information from analytics, not necessarily uh, to the to the point of being able to associate it to existing clients of yours, but um, it's still, it's uh, insights to your website traffic. And as you very right, uh, rightly said, the, the, the capabilities that uh, HubSpot have are to be able to, uh, in, to give you the opportunity to insert web forms in your website so you can capture uh, leads by taking their contacts and uh, their contact information. But not only that, it also uh, gives you the opportunity to add pop-ups uh, whenever it perceives that there is an exit intent. So um, that way you can also um, give one last opportunity to the user before they leave your website to reconsider or at least sign up to your newsletter or some other uh, uh, promotional content that you may have in your website. So um, Grace, uh, I love that you started with something so uh, useful as a CRM. My, my first suggestion is uh, my favorite one and um, probably uh, the biggest uh, one to cover. And it's uh, create interactive content and actively promote it. My suggestion to everyone out there is you have to definitely choose something that you enjoy doing, whether that's writing, whether that's um, recording your voice, or whether it's doing videos, writing an ebook, whatever it is that you uh, gravitate towards to and that you feel that you can commit to doing so for uh, at least a year, you should go for it. So there's many um, reasons why you want to do this. And this exactly ties back to what you were saying about uh, inbound marketing. It's about giving the opportunity to people to get to know you and to interact with you and to understand what is it that you do before they're actually buying from you. Tell your story, guys. Yeah. So you're basically uh, letting them uh, explore uh, your services, your ideas, your thoughts, your approach, your story, as you very well said, Grace, before they actually need to take the step of buying from you. And um, this is a great way not just to build your brand, but at the same time to convert people who may already know about you, but you haven't yet decided 
that they're ready to hire you. And so by nurturing them with this information, you're actually, by the point that they, they gather the courage to uh, give you a call, stop by your office, or send you a web form, as you very well said, they're now uh, very, very warm and high intent because they've, um, they've convinced themselves your, uh, your practice, your content, talked to them in a way that it resonated well, and so they're ready to, to convert. Here are some, of, uh, some, some examples that I think um, listeners can consider, right? For instance, if you are a criminal lawyer, you can write an ebook, uh, Life After uh, DUI, How to Bounce Back. And so these are the kind of things mm-hmm. and, and subjects that, that people who have been in this situation recently may be researching. And so the fact that they can find a piece of content from you on this, uh, that's really helping them navigate through this very challenging time, may do a great job in uh, helping earn their trust. And so um, that's an example. Another one, do a poll, do a poll, like literally invest in doing some research and uh, share the results with your market. And so uh, this could be very, uh, very interesting. And, and this particular one, Grace, is not one that I hear a lot of people doing. Like most of people uh, go, go down doing the, 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 the most uh, uh, common and familiar, the, you know, the, the, the blog and writing down uh, uh, posts on social media and whatnot. But um, actually uh, doing a proper poll, I think, can be a, a, a very interesting way to uh, promote yourself. And I'm going to actually talk about uh, the way that a poll can actually help you get people to promote you. For instance, if you are a divorce lawyer and um, you want to create a poll as to what are the main divorce uh, uh, causes in your uh, city or state, right? And so this could be something that people could be interested in reading and knowing about. Here's another idea. Uh, Record a podcast. Right. Uh, does that sound familiar, Grace? It sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Record a podcast. Uh, whether you want to do this on your own or you want to find somebody that uh, could co-host it with you, uh, record a podcast. It's a great way to uh, to share your ideas, to share, to talk about your experience, and um, engage with an audience. And uh, another one that it's very uh, uh, popular is uh, video guides on uh, on on YouTube, and you can also. Uh, uh, use them in social media. And so, um, again, uh, how to protect your estate guides. And these kind of videos could be uh, uh, very interesting to people who are researching and educating themselves about that. When I've said promote your content, um, Grace, um, I really mean actively promote it. There's no point in just creating a piece of content uploading to your blog section on your website or uploading to a social media channel and let it kind of just sit there and hope for it to be discovered and then go viral. I call that spray and pray. <laughs> Correct. It's probably, it's, probably <laughs> not, it's not, it's not going to probably be uh, uh, the case for every single piece of content that you write. And so just actively promote it to the people who you're interacting with every single day, whether these are your uh, co-workers, friends, family, uh, your existing clients, make sure that they know that you're uh, writing and creating this content and engage with them about it. Ask them for their opinion, ask them for a review if they liked it. 
of course, social media, it's a great way to promote your content. And uh, whenever we actually dive uh, more specifically into how to build a strategy in social media, how to interact in social media, we're probably going to cover this in greater uh, depth. But um, you don't necessarily have to only do this through paid posts on social media. Probably that's going to be the most effective. But you can also use some relevant hashtags and share your content. And then it can potentially be discovered by people who are interested um, in, in, in those hashtags or are following those hashtags. Now, uh, going back to the polls, right? Uh, whenever you're conducting uh, a research like that, you can always, uh, and this is not just applicable for polls, but you can always uh, contact uh, either through social media or by uh, doing some research and finding out emails, uh, journalists and uh, local publications, charities. Uh, these are people that oftentimes are interested in partnering up with people who are uh, subject experts in certain um, topics. And so they can potentially either use your content or refer their audience to you uh, for more information and uh, guidance in practice areas that are of relevance to you. So um, Grace, I mean, I think one of the things that many times uh, uh, we don't put a lot of attention in is like, oh, but how? I don't know any, like, it may sound a little bit difficult, right? How do I get myself in front of a journalist? How do I uh, uh, get myself in front of uh, uh, local news networks? In today's world, it's just so easy. Like, just use Twitter. Just use Twitter and and and, and send direct messages to uh, <laughs> to to people that you think are actually going to uh, benefit from the content that you're creating. So direct message. Hi, my name is ta, 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 ta. I'm a local attorney and my practice areas are these. I recently created a um, great poll. Poll or blog. Yep. Yeah, or article on mm -hmm. this matter. Uh, please let me know if this is something that you'd like to read. And so if they approve and they authorize and they're interested and they respond back, uh, then, uh, you know, you're potentially there made a good connection. I have one point to, yeah. to exactly what you're saying. So um, we not long ago at Jacobino Lake did, um, you know, something about motorcycle injury practice. And um, it's actually on two points, but um, one was about motorcycle injury practice. And a very easy thing to do is to be... Um, maybe not a part of, but you can even give um, speeches and information on insurance about motorcycle insurance and different places that you might be at through Abate. Okay. So Abate is the American bikers aim toward education. And they have local chapters at all of these different places where they actually endorse motorcycles or where they give you motorcycle licenses. Okay. So you can go to like a local Harley Davidson shop, a local, um, you know, Suzuki shop where they have these courses and, um, you can actually go and do a presentation. They would be so happy to have you there because um, they are, they're basically getting it right from the lawyer's mouth about insurances and things that could happen, you know, if you're not properly insured or properly protected with helmet and gear and that kind of thing. So um, Abate, again, American bikers uh, aim towards education and they are always happy to accept any speakers or, or thought leaders on any particular subject having to do with motorcycles. So that's just a thought for 
content. It's a great example. Thank you so much, Grace, for helping me land my uh, high-level ideas here into 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 things that are actionable and specific. But that's exactly what it is, right? Is make sure that you are uh, building relations with the people that could actually benefit from the content and the material that you're putting out there, so that they can um, help you get in front of uh, people who actually need your help. Last but not least, things that are as basic as just adding a link on your email signature, whether it's like a little banner that uh, leads people directly into the page where you're hosting your content. And and that's super valuable because uh, oftentimes, uh, just think about it, like how many people a day get emails from you? And hopefully, hopefully, I'd like to to do some some positive thinking here. Uh, Everyone who would be receiving an email from you would have already heard about your content and podcast because either you verbally told them about it or because they um, found it in in social media or other platforms. Such a good point. But in case they haven't, uh, the fact that it's there on your email signature, well, probably gonna call their it's gonna call to their attention and potentially um, click and give it a try. Um, I personally, Grace, I'm always very curious to see what people have on their email signatures. But I think uh, email signatures oftentimes are not are are not uh, really taken as serious of an opportunity as they are. They're not fully optimized. They're, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. So. Um, so that's my first. Uh, that's my first advice, and I know it's very, you know, it's very broad. It covers a lot of many different things. But um, going back to what you were saying at the beginning, this costs you zero dollars. And the reality is that yes, you can spend a ton of money in producing a video and 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 a podcast, but you can also but you can also create quality stuff for zero dollars. And um, the important element here is the value that you're sharing to the listener. Right? Don't get distracted so much by the technical aspect of creating the content. Just, just sit down and hit record and start creating content. Whether you want to do video, whether you want to do audio, whether you want to write. Just, just go for it and do it. And the other thing that it's always very important to keep in mind, Grace, is that things are going to get better over time. So don't get frustrated. You may not see the results that you want on the first or your second or your third post, but um, eventually you're going to start getting some feedback from the people who are reading this. And so you're going to know how to tweak things around so to uh, improve and get better results from the posts that you are uh, uh, putting out there, you will see what subjects, what topics are resonating better with your audience. And you'll know that that's of interest. People want to hear you more talk and dive into those um, uh, bits of pieces of information. So give it time, be consistent, and don't overcomplicate things. What do you think, Grace? No, I agree with you on every single point, right? You're you're trying to essentially build out thought leadership on what your content because you're trying to create value, right? And the way to build out thought leadership and create value is to do something you're passionate about, whether that is passion for a particular practice area for whatever reason, or it's a passion for a specific um, mode of communication. You know, if you're passionate about talking to people on video because you feel like that actually comes across for you, then that's what you do. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, Elle. It's It really is broad, but it is free, right? You pick the mode of communication that you want to transfer over to the people that you want to pay attention to you. And you go with it and you have to stick to it, guys. You know, don't do a million things somewhat well. Do something very well. One thing, 
Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be one thing. I'd prefer you to do at least three, but again, like Liel said, you got to be consistent. And so if you can't do more than one thing well and consistently don't. <laughs> Excellent. Great. So let's go for your next point. So my next point is a uh, kind of a mishmash, uh, but I'm really, I think I want to say this one section. Okay. It's called Google, my business marketing kit. I don't think a lot of people know about this and it's free, free stickers, posters, social posts, and more from your business profile from Google. Okay. And Google will mail you this stuff. They will email you this stuff. What is this stuff? Okay. This stuff is essentially a way for you to create, like I said, little stickers that you can post on social media really cool posters that have reviews that are really important to you or reviews of note that you want people to see, um, all kinds of really cool stuff. And it's on um, marketingkit.withgoogle.com. And I'm actually going to kind of go through what it feels like to do it. Once you put in that marketingkit.withgoogle.com, it asks you for your business name, and then it starts customizing the materials for you. What does that mean? It starts with window stickers for your business. Window stickers, guys, those are the clings, right? So you can download a request, a window sticker, they'll mail it to you, or you can download it and literally put it in your window. And it says follow on Google, book with us on Google, review us on Google, and that kind of stuff. And then once you've done that, it takes you to the next thing, which is personalized marketing kit. In this full kit, it has different styles. So if you want to have like a cool review with um, holiday themes around it, they already put it on for you. Um, it essentially looks like a, 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 most, a poster online. Really, really cool stuff. And then they have already ready to share social posts. Basically, these social posts are um, really cute cards, uh, virtual cards of the reviews that have been made uh, of your business. So as an example, I have um, one I'm looking at. It says, very ethical and caring lawyers. It's beautiful. Um, back to the content and pushing it out, right? Um, this is stuff that people have already said about you. So this is free. Download it, use it, push it out there. And of course, the most important thing is the free short link that Google gives you for your reviews. Okay, that's all part of the marketing kit. Make it very, very easy for you to create this link so that you can push it out to everybody and they can easily review, as long as they're logged into Google, easily review you on Google, which we all know how important that is. So Grace, to make sure that I understood correctly, Google is offering you actual physical stuff that you can put in your business. Correct. So that you can uh, help your customers know that they can find you on Google and that they can leave your reviews in Google. Is that it? That is 100% correct. I'm telling you, it's an actual sticker or poster or piece of paper that they will actually mail to you. You can also download it virtually so that you have it in, in virtual content or digitally. Grace, I think that's such a wonderful point that you're bringing up. Why do I think it's so powerful? Well, because it, it helps build so much confidence, right? Uh, whenever people see all of these little decals on the on the windows, find us on Google, people love us, loves us in Yelp. Uh, it just help people uh, build an opinion on that business and say, hey, uh, if they're so proudly talking about it and sharing this information with us, it's probably because they're doing good. 
And um, another good point there is that it will also uh, help to send out the message uh, to to your um, prospects or existing clients that you do value their opinion and that you would love to hear back from them in uh, one or uh, both platforms. But it's really wonderful to hear that Google will uh, help you in getting some uh, useful marketing material and uh, we'll send it to you for free, I'm assuming. That's correct. It's 100% free. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's uh, that's really cool, Grace. Uh, great tip. So uh, where do people find this again, Grace? Is part of Google My Business? It's part of Google My Business. And you can also just type in marketingkit.withgoogle.com. That's it. Great stuff, Grace. So um, my next point, I think it's very, very basic. Mm-hmm. Find people who need your help. Like literally, and here's a way that you can do that. Justia and Apple uh, are websites where people, potential clients for you, are are posting questions every day, looking for legal guidance. So here's the thing: as an attorney, you should be registered in these directories, and we already talked about that, right? Uh, It's it's great for your citations. And it will help you for local search. But at the same time, by registering in these platforms, you're going to be able to answer questions from people in your jurisdiction that could end up hiring you. And here is the best part, right? Because people say, well, but what am I supposed to do? So should I be spending the entire day on Avo and Justia looking out for questions that I can answer or they're relevant to my practice area? Not at all. You can actually set up alerts so that whenever somebody goes in and posts a question in your jurisdiction that is relevant to your practice area, you can get notified. And then when you receive the notification, you can go to the page and actually write a response to the um, to that person. And so by doing this, Grace, you're achieving uh, numerous things. Number one, and the most obvious one, is that you're actually initiating a conversation of someone who can... Uh, who potentially needs your help and could uh, end up hiring you. So that's one thing. But the second thing and another very valuable thing that you need to remember is whether this person is going to end up hiring or not is that you're actually building a reputation within Justin Avo. Now, Justin Avo see, okay, so, you know, this is an active attorney. He's actually taking the time to uh, read what users in our platform are uh, posting and writing. And so you kind of earn points, kind of like algorithmic points, which are actually going to help you boost your positioning in these uh, directories. And one thing that you and I know very well is that most of times these uh, directories, particularly Avo, tend to do well on organic search results. So when people search, for instance, in your local area, best divorce attorneys around me, your website may not be coming up organically, but potentially Avo or Justia will come up on the first page with a list of their directories, best uh, attorneys. And of course, all of these directories have a, have a paid section on the top, a promoted pe- uh, section on the top where attorneys who are paying a, a, um, 
premium listings to get premium yeah. listings are going to be there but um there's also room for organic listing and so these are the kind of things that are going to help you that and obviously having some ratings on the platform having a full profile and so forth and so on are going to be uh, the other factors that are going to make up for that grace this is uh this is sometimes an overlooked way of really getting involved and being discovered by people who are actually uh looking for help in areas that you could be the one to help them the other platform that i do want to point out and this one is not per, uh, specific to um uh to legal is quora quora right and the great thing about quora is that quora um gets to rank very well organically on question and answers and in uh showing snippets directly into the search results page and the great thing about quora is that it will also allow you to uh, share links uh, directly to your website. And so so you may start a conversation in Quora and then take them to your website, let them, let them uh, navigate, explore, see some of that amazing content that you've created so that they can get reassured that you are the right uh, law firm from them and then make it easy for them to convert uh, from that website, right? And so okay. this is kind of like, Again, uh, complementing to what you were saying earlier in the conversation about having an inbound strategy, this is it. This is this is it, right? That's true. It's, yeah. it's being there when people uh, uh, need help with relevant information, so that they can initially uh, self-help themselves and eventually uh, gather up the the bits and pieces and the information that they want from you, so that they can decide whether okay, I'm ready and I want to uh, take this to the next step. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point, guys, about what Liel and I are saying to everything we've said is you're building up the no like, trust cycle, right? You have to know somebody first, then you got to like them, and then you trust them. Once you trust them, then you will buy. Whatever that buy means, right? That means you become a client of their services, whatever. So, what we're trying to do here is make you understand that to build that no like trust, you need to create content that people want to read, create content that is important for them and that you're passionate about. I mean, you became a lawyer for a reason. So you're trying to help people, help people in the best way you can. That's in whatever method of communication that is easy for you to communicate in, whatever that might be. So that's literally bringing everything that him and I are both saying together and Know, like, trust. Build it by building proper content, putting it into places, in certain directories, and answering questions that people have directly. It's as simple as that, right? Absolutely, Grace. I agree with you, and that's exactly what um, inbound strategy is all about. Your next point. <laughs> My turn. Okay. So there are a bunch of different ways that we've talked about um, you know, you have social media and you have Facebook, you have Pinterest, you have Twitter, you have YouTube, yada, 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 right? Well, so there's a million different ways of, of adding the content, right? You just log into Facebook, you put a post up, you log into YouTube, you put up a YouTube, right? Well, what I'm going to talk about is a simple tool that allows you to post to multiple locations and it also allows you to do it for free for up to a certain number of accounts. For most small firms or firms in general, it will work for the free version, and that is called Buffer. Have you heard of Buffer? I have heard of Buffer, Grace. So Buffer is very similar to, what's another one that people are used to, Leo? 
Hootsuite. Hootsuite. Yes. There we go. Yes, thank you. That's the one I was trying to remember. So, um, Buffer is Buffer is similar to Hootsuite. All they are is a platform that is free, like I said, for up to a certain number of social accounts, um, and it allows you to schedule your posts uh, and post to different social media accounts all at the same time. Um, why is that important? Well, time, right? Nobody has time anymore to be able to do these things and log into each and every single one of their social media accounts and post into the different ones and make sure that you're posting at the right time and that you're posting, you know, the right length of characters for that particular method that you're posting at. This, uh, gives you a lot of tools again, free inside of buffer to allow you to post properly. It kind of gives you ideas as to when you should be posting based on the social media platform, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or even Pinterest in some cases. Um, so, Buffer, it, again, it's very short, very small. I know it's not a whole lot, but it's a very valuable tool that will help you post across different social platforms. That's really all it does. There's not a whole lot else to it. I mean, the paid versions give you a lot more features, just like any other software out there. Um, but for the very basic free version, I think it does plenty. Okay, Grace. So uh, Buffer will basically help me with making sure that I'm staying on track with my social media posts. Why is that important? Why I need to make sure that I have a system in place that helps me be consistent with social media posts? Well, you got to make sure, again, like we said from the very beginning of this, that any content you're putting out there is consistent and regularly posted. So it's super important to have a system in place and the tool to assist you in putting that together, right, in this strategy. So you should always have a strategy of some sort before you start posting willy-nilly for absolutely in random places. So you need a strategy, and we're going to discuss that at a different podcast, right, I think more in-depth about social media. Um, but on this podcast, I think to let you guys know, it's important to always be consistent because they need to know when they can expect your information, your expect when you're going to be putting this info out in whatever method that you've decided at that time, right? So Grace, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think the most important reason why you want to rely at times in tools like Hootsuite or Buffer is because not having a well-organized system to share and uh, include your social media messages can lead to inconsistencies. And basically, that's probably the most common uh, issue that uh, law firms and any business, for that matter, will run into uh, is that they will start very organized with, uh, with a bunch of social media posts that uh, they've come up with. But then, uh, you know, other things will come across. And so they'll, for whatever reason, stop posting in a consistent way. Of course, that would kind of defeat the purpose of having started a social media strategy as a whole. We live in an era where we know that uh, consistency uh, matters and it's very important to um, do it with a frequency that it's going to be meaningful enough to really have an impact on your strategy. Um, would that be a good, uh, a good reason why to adapt uh, one of these tools? A hundred percent. Very important. <laughs> Most definitely. And um, just so you guys know, um, I just pulled it up to make sure it was still free, and the number one that they usually list is Hootsuite besides Buffer. Hootsuite is actually the one I used um, when I first started 
doing marketing. I mean, but long time ago. <laughs> I'm not going to age myself, guys. Uh, so for the Hootsuite one, you can manage three social profiles in one place, schedule up to 30 posts in advance, and um, you can even do social contests on there talking about your polling from before. That's really, that's, um, that's great. Uh, so yeah, that's something that people should check out. And again, it's free, so it will help. Now, I think though it is important to mention when talking about um, tools like this one that help you uh, post in advance, schedule uh, when your posts go live, um, is, is to mention, however, how, uh, for instance, platforms like Facebook go about using these kind of tools for managing uh, your posts. And, and the reality is that uh, Facebook will always prefer for your post to be actually uh, posted directly in their platform. And they will, they will favor posts that actually get posted directly in Facebook over posts that are getting uh, posted through third parties. But here is the thing. If you have an audience in Facebook and they're engaged and they're actually commenting and liking, well, they'll still see your post as long as you have an audience that is engaged. If you don't have an engaged audience and you're just posting, and this, for I mean, in reality, it doesn't really matter whether it's in Facebook directly or you're doing it uh, through Buffer, uh, your posts are not going to be seen, period. Like as a business, Facebook is not uh, favoring your posts over uh, the posts of individuals and particularly individuals who are uh, getting engagement from their community and their network. So um, that's another thing that uh, you need to be aware of because just posting on Facebook for the sake of posting is not necessarily going to work or do any good to you unless you actually have an engaged community in the platform. So you need to make sure that you're building that first and uh, really uh, sharing and promoting content that is of interest and value for that uh, particular group of individuals that you want to be relevant to. So um, they're actually reacting to, to your posts. Otherwise, they're not going to be seen and um, it's just not going to serve a lot of purpose. But uh, again, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't go out there and try and try different things. All right, great. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to move to my last one, which is uh, just go to more industry events and meetups, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, networking is probably the most effective marketing strategy for a lawyer. Right? It sure is, guys. I mean, word of mouth, right? We know this. Exactly. So um, I, I like the idea that the legal representation is is based heavily on trust is is a fact. And most of clients would prefer getting referred to an attorney by a friend over having to research Google. And that's a, that's the bottom line. Leo, repeat that one more time for everybody, because <laughs> I think that we forget this very simple fact about everything we do in our lives, right? Wouldn't you much rather be referred by a friend for anything you pick? Absolutely. They, yeah. Absolutely. And so the reality is that net, networking and word of mouth will always win. And so a great way to, to expand your reach 
uh, is by attending to events. It's by actually talking and meeting people that could potentially be a source of new clients to you, right? Whether these are other um, attorneys of different uh, law practices that could be getting cases that they cannot take for whatever reason. And so now they know you and then potentially um, they'll be happy to send you some of these clients, right? Particularly when you're new and when you're just uh, uh, coming off law school, you're just leaving your first law firm. And, you know, there is law firms out there that they only take certain level of cases. That doesn't mean that they're not getting other ones that uh, they're not interested in taking in because they're kind of like a distraction for their uh, daily course of business. However, they do want to make sure that, you know, this person reached out to them for help. Well, I want to make sure that I can send them over to someone that I know is going to do a great job in looking after them. And so these kind of connections are very well, are very good to kind of achieve that kind of collaboration. So where are places where uh, you can find about local events that are relevant to you. Uh, of course, the local bar association, uh, Facebook, and uh, you know meetup.com. Literally, like meetup.com. Yeah, it's called meetup.com. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So they're all there's always every single week, right? Well, it, depending on on where you are, but uh, at least every month there's going to be something that could be of interest to you, and 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 make yourself a commitment to at least at least every um whatever is reasonable for you if it's once a week or or once a month do something that is uh helping you expand your network go for lunch with another uh attorney go for lunch with a with a uh medical practitioner go to a networking event uh select uh and plan for conferences that you'd like to attend uh in the year and make it happen but uh, attending events, uh, it's a great way to expand your network. Now, here's another one. Here's another one. Locally or around you, there is not an event, there, there, there's not a group that meets up or a networking event that you think really kind of meets the expectations that you have. Well, then go ahead and create it yourself, mm -hmm. right? Make your own mastermind group. Create your own mastermind group if you can take it to the to the extent of a mastermind group. But if not, just just start it as a happy hour, right? There you go. And don't, and don't overcomplicate it. Just select us a, a place, call a restaurant that will allow you to have a, a corner of the of the of the bar or their dining room for you and your group, so that uh, you guys can set a time a day and just meet there and have a have a conversations and an opportunity to get to know each other and find ways in which you can collaborate and and it's just as easy as that so going back to meetup.com you can just go to the website register yourself as a user and create an event create an event and then meetup will help you in uh, promoting this event for subscribers to the platform that are around your area and that could be interested in kind of event that you're trying to to put together and who is it suitable for. So um, there you go. What do you think about this one, Grace? So to your point, Ilya, an actual use case that um, I was part of a mastermind group about two years ago, and um, that's essentially what he did. So the partner of the firm uh, would encourage his associates, and he himself did this as well, where he would go to local medical practitioners, whether it be a chiropractor or an MRI location, literally around the corner from them. Um, and he would have lunch with a different doctor literally every week. 
and he'd pick a day during the week. I, it was usually Wednesday and he'd have lunch with them. Um, it would be different practitioners. And then he also encouraged them to reach out to other attorneys um, around the same location. And, um, you know, while, like you said, there are some cases that some attorneys might not want or, or just don't, you know, that's not something that they necessarily do or focus on. So they can co-counsel or do referrals and, you know, things of that nature. So just build your network. Liel, you're a hundred thousand percent right. Build your network. It's about who you know, right? And building a group of people around you that you know, like, and trust as well. Um, that you can, you feel confident that will take care of your client as best as they can and as good as you. So you build this network of people. And the only way to do that is going out and meeting people. And that includes, you know, having lunch or going to an association or building your own um, little meetup group or whatever that means. Um, but take that step and actually do it. You know, go say hi, go talk to people, go meet people that you can learn from and that can learn from you and that you can help and can also possibly help you. That's it, Grace. It is the the, the most effective and efficient way to really uh, uh, increase referrals. Um, it's it's by making sure that you have uh, uh, um, an active and growing network, right? It's that and of course, you know, taking uh, good care of your existing clients so they can also become a source of referral but uh, always growing your network. So Grace, uh, I think we're reaching here the end of the episode. So let's go over our takeaways, right? So each one of our ideas should be a takeaway of its own. So um, let's do a very quick and brief recap into each one of them. So let's start with HubSpot. So HubSpot has a free inbound marketing tool that will allow you to essentially be where your uh, content needs to be in front of your prospects and or clients. And it's making and creating content in a way um, and allowing you to put that content um, out there and track how people land on this content using HubSpot. And it's also a free plugin to allow you to track this inbound marketing. That's correct, Grace. So basically, HubSpot, in, in, in other words, what it will allow you to do is to create calls to actions for your content. Uh, you, whether these are um, uh, blog posts or any other kind of content that is hosted on your website, HubSpot will allow you to make sure that um, you can capture uh, visitors to your site by using web forms, pop-up messages, and it will gather this information and serve it back to you on a very organized and attractive dashboard that you can um, then follow up with these uh, uh, leads directly from there. I would strongly recommend as a takeaway for people to take some time to research HubSpot. Not just are there a great uh, inbound uh, marketing uh, platform, but they're actually a terrific digital marketing um, uh, academy. And all of their courses are 100% free. And I highly recommend for if you are uh, the marketing coordinator at a law firm or if you're an attorney that really wants to get hands-on on, on uh, your digital marketing, to go and take some of the courses that HubSpot has in their academy because they're terrific, they're fantastic, and they're going to really, really help help you uh, to implement strategies that deliver results. So that's HubSpot, Grace. Um, what was our next, um, our next point? Creating content. Yes, creating content of any kind and just putting, making sure we put it out there, um, right? 
yeah, so let's keep this one simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Nope. Create content. The one tip I guess that uh, could be very useful, Grace, is uh, create a calendar. Help yourself. Put up some 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 framework and a structure to your content. Otherwise, it's going to be hard for you just going through the notions of having to think about what to write for every single time that you want to create something. Take time, create a calendar. It can be a monthly calendar where you're actually deciding, I'm going to talk about this particular topic throughout this month. And so I'm going to break it down into different chunks of content. And then you know and you've allocated certain time in your week when you're actually going to write down that content. And here's the reality also, Grace, and this is like, like it, it's, it's for everyone. Many times you'll come to realize that throughout your working day, you cannot dedicate time to write your content. And so that's why you have to be very committed to this idea because potentially this will be a task that will require for you to stay an extra hour in the office or for you to spend one or two hours, uh, extra hours awake at night writing your content. But uh, don't always think that you can actually fit these tasks into your working day and don't make your uh, content uh, uh, suffer the consequences of you being very busy throughout your working day, right? You need uh, to commit to your co your content yeah. schedule. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. And then just go ahead and, and, and create the content, writing doing your video. You don't need to uh, have the best recording equipment if you're going to do a podcast. You don't need to have the fanciest of cameras and you don't need to understand everything about perfect lighting. That will come over time. And so first, just get organized with what is it that you wanted to talk about and then start creating it. Grace, um, I guess we can make this uh, a point also. It's the part of promoting the content, right? right? So um, what is it that you said? Uh, don't spray it, spray it. And <laughs> no spray and pray, guys. No spray and pray. <laughs> no spray and pray. I agree with you. You need, to, you need to be an ambassador to your content. Bring it up, share it, promote it, reach out. And engage. Yes. Reach out to people who could potentially be interested in reading it. And letting them know about it. You know what? You know what, Grace? This is another great thing to do. Okay, find out and read and research in Google about other law firms who have created content similar to what you're thinking of doing, right? And see how people in the comment section see how people have responded to their uh, uh, to, to that particular piece of content, and so or on Twitter or in social media. And so based on that, you can already kind of start getting an idea. Well, um, I can see this one had a great impact. This other one did not seem to have generated a lot of traffic or response from the audience. So that already is going to help you a little bit uh, formulate and find out what's resonating with people. So in order to give you a better idea, okay, how can you go about it? But not just that, also who is reading this? Okay. Right. Yeah. Looking at the comments on tweet posts and on uh, uh, Facebook posts and on blog posts is very, very valuable because these people who are commenting, there are people who are interested and engaged in this kind of conversation. And so then you can direct message them and say to them, hey, I, I've noticed that you read this uh, uh, post. Uh, I wrote one that it's uh, about that same topic and covers this, that and that also. Would you like me to send it to you? 
and that's a great way to uh, um, uh, promote your uh, your content and put it in front of people who can be of influence and, who can, and can then help you uh, uh, promote your brand. So I know we're wrapping it up here, but I and I I give you a little freebie, guys. So there's a spot on the back in Facebook Analytics, okay, in the business section. If you have a business page at the very bottom, that shows you competitors' pages, competitors' posts with the most engagements. Yes, just so you know. Yes, yes, there's so much that can be used. And so maybe one episode, Grace, we're going to talk particularly about tools and platforms that can help you uh, uh, measure and understand engagement. Now, uh, moving on, um, answer questions, right? Answer answer questions. Uh, there's there's, there's, there's uh, uh, platforms where people who are looking for help are posting their questions. We've mentioned Justia, we mentioned Avo, we mentioned Quora. Set yourself notifications. Register yourself in this platform. Set yourself notifications so when people in your jurisdiction are asking questions that uh, you could be answering, go ahead and do so. You can only you can only win. And you definitely come up. One of yours. Google my business. Google my business. Okay. So what is this that Google my business is offering us, Grace? So they give you a personalized and free marketing kit and they will mail you out free window stickers with your address or whatever else you want on it. Actually, it says book with us on Google, review us on Google or follow us on Google. And then you can also download um, print ready posters and signs um, that you can have sent to actually have it printed with the Google review of your choosing and then ready to share social posts in with a really cool background or edges and that kind of thing and it tells you you know you can literally just click a button that says share it and you can share it to facebook twitter uh, wherever you'd like to share it to so free marketing kit from google marketing kit dot with google.com amazing grace now um a quick recap on your last point so hootsuite and buffer hootsuite and buffer are the same thing right they're social uh publishing platforms that allow you for the free version to do up to three social profiles they help you schedule and they help you put uh different pieces of content out there in a more uh, strategic and scheduled fashion however to liel's point Facebook in particular and other social media platforms generally give preference to publishing using their specific platforms to publish, correct? Yes, correct. However, if um, time management uh, is a challenge, then let's use these platforms to make sure that we can stand, stay consistent in 2020 and not start putting posts every single uh, uh, week, twice uh, twice or three times a week or daily, and then uh, Just end, up, end up by December with not having put up a post since May. Okay, right. so um, that's what that's the value that these platforms uh, give you is that they, they allow you to plan and schedule, and so you can take care of all of your postings uh, once a week or once every uh, um, two weeks, depending on uh, how frequently you post and how fresh your content, uh, your social media posts need to be. Okay, so um, last but not least, go to more industry events, grow your network. Right, grow right? your network, grow your network, meet more people. Even if you have to schedule a day a week that you have lunch with a chiropractor around the corner or another lawyer, network, 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 no uh, like trust. Absolutely. And there's platforms like meetup.com that will allow you to create your own group 
of like-minded individuals, people who are looking to build the same kind of connections. And you can just set up your own events. It doesn't need to be that complicated. You don't need to wait for the next big trade show that happens once a year to, to come to town so you can go and network. What do you think, Grace? A hundred percent. So hopefully with all of the free tools and bringing it all together, I think that there's a lot of things out there that everybody can use, right, Leo? Um, we barely brushed on a couple of them, but network, 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 meet people and put content out there. And it will definitely bring you to the next level and make that a consistent thing for you so that 2020 is as successful as you want it to be. And Grace, before we leave, I just want to share one last bonus tip. Having gone through all of these uh, takeaways for this particular episode, set up a call to action system on your website so people who are engaging with your content can respond to through HubSpot, right? Creating content, creating uh, social media engagement, attending events, answering questions um, across different platforms. Um, they all come down to building relations. They all come down to creating a network. And um, obviously we know that we need to keep uh, engaged all of these people who are engaging with our brand, people who are becoming connections and opportunities for our, for our law firm. So a great way of doing so is once you've already started gathering these contacts, then uh, start your newsletter. And I'm talking about an email newsletter right um it's a great way to 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 keep top of mind with with these connections that you fought so hard to uh to create and connect and it's a great opportunity where you can highlight things like new cases you won new employees you hired uh new initiatives you are undertaking and um you can do this on a monthly basis uh mailchimp uh, will allow you to have up to 2,000 subscribers and send uh, newsletters completely free without having to pay anything. And so uh, with that being said, Grace, um, I think newsletters is a great way to, to keep these uh, connections and, and, and relations uh, nurtured uh, uh, for the long term. Agreed. People still care for email newsletters and they still care for even print if you can manage it. Yes. And going back to analytics, uh, being able to see and tell who is actually opening your uh, newsletters and who is interacting with the content in your, is in your newsletters is a great telltale as to who is very engaged with your uh, uh, law firm and could potentially uh, uh, benefit from uh, a call from you to check up on uh, uh, how they're doing. Okay. All right. Great. So I think we've covered up a lot of things here, a lot of very uh, useful tips. So with this, not only we're finishing up this episode, but we're also finishing our first block on lead generation and marketing. And so that means that on our next episode, we will be covering up something new. Yay. Something different. Yeah. <laughs> something different. Something new. So thank you very much uh, for joining us. And we're looking forward to uh, chatting up again with all of you in our next episode. Thanks for joining, guys. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.